Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 267. I don't, I'm not looking forward to two episodes from now. <laughs> Jeez. We're, we're not that gross here. I don't want to hear you talking about 269 and something. All 269. Right. 269. What? Take yeah. me, take me to dine. Take me to dine? Is this 1812? Who talks that way? Wine me, dine me, 619 me. Wow. Or 619? Why does it that? <laughs> 619, you want to get Rey Mysterio's finishing maneuver. <laughs> that got way more crazier. It did. Why a dine me, 619 me? Oh my God. Wine me, dine me, and then kick me in the face. Wine me, dine me, 619 me. Is that a Oh my Man, god. The, uh, WWE wow. marketing department can steal that one from me. And I just listened to you say like it was no big deal at first because it like flowed. I'm like, ah, we're talking about 69 and oh wait, what? <laughs> Booyaka, man. Right. Wow, well, that's a good way to start. <laughs> that's a good way to start. Wow. So 267 of the B-Movie Breakdown, Jeez. a weekly podcast. Wow. We find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and also in bad films of the past and present and with the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode so you two can join in on the madness. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Movie Breakdown. So do that. Email us bmoviepodcast at gmail.com if you have movies you made or anything like that that you want us to watch or suggestions, just shoot them out over there. Uh, Instagram is probably the best way to follow us on the social media. It's the only one that's not trash. It's, it is. It's the only one that's not trash. I agree. Even though it's powered by Facebook, well, it's not trash. Hopefully we can split these fuckers <laughs> apart and have Instagram be its own thing. It was its own thing. I know. And then, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. They got taken. Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram. Boom. Split them up. Yep. Exist. Happen with phone companies. Just saying. Hot take. Right. All Let's right. just do it. Let's just cut. cut I mean, come on. How much power does Facebook need? I don't know. Did they buy MySpace ever? <laughs> they just put them out of business. Yeah, they just like, ah, we're better than that. <laughs> Poor Tom. He's just over there crying by himself. He has millions of dollars. He's he, was like, the, he, was the no, he was the first friend of everybody on MySpace, and now true. he has no friends. How uh, <laughs> much you know about Tom? That's a bold take. Getting real weird in the intro today. Tom's just hanging out on Zanga these days. Wow. <laughs> Zanga, huh? Zanga, yeah. No friendster? No friendster. Just straight to Zanga. As he uploads pictures to his Angel Cities, GeoCities account yep. and his Angel Fire website. And it has the dancing baby on there. <laughs> uh, and a counter. A counter at the bottom to see how many people have visited the site. Oh my with fire, god! With that, flames. that was like the first way people could obsess because they obsess about likes now. The counter was like, yeah, the oh, counter. oh, oh. Yeah, the counter with flames around it. And then you'd see, and then like if you had a site, you'd go there, and then you'd like, oh well, that one's me. So I got next time I look, I got to take me off, so I know that's just me looking at it. Yep. What a weird time. What a weird time. Now people uh, declare war over Twitter. That's. Hey man. Hey man, that's where that's where we're Woo. living in. Are you declaring war on any other uh, projects? No. On your project. You're declaring war on the project. Oh, like I'm proclaiming a declaration of war on one of my other programs? Not that you're, like, you're wow. declaring war on the project itself. Right, like I'm not going to fight my project. You know you are going to fight your project. Oh, well, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Is it the B-Movie Breakdown? Is it that project of mine? Because that'd be fine. We can wage war on this. I don't know how that would go. I mean, just Weird and Feared Podcast. Look that up. Spooky stuff, monsters, madness, and mayhem. And I'm on Scatterville Stories on the Instagram. Ah, I might be due for a change there, but it's everywhere now. Now you know what can you do. There you go. I mean, we'll see what happens. But right now, it's Scatterville Stories 
and you can still find me um, there on the Instagram and at that Facebook page for that. It's basically just nothing now. And then, but Weird and Feared Instagram and Facebook, that exists, and it's a show you can listen to if you want more audio in your life and if you like monsters and scary things. And if you do like monsters and scary things, this week's movie is for you. It's true. Uh, maybe if you didn't see it in theaters, I highly recommend go check it out, especially before listening to this episode. But since we're doing a, it's the new year, we're doing new-ish, uh, not-so-B movies to start off the year. Those ones uh, with like, but you know what? These kind of have a B feel to them, right? There's not even a kind of about it. They absolutely do. Predator, it, hundred percent. Alien, 100%. it's like a B feel. Yeah, but it's just a big, more big budget movie. Uh, so this mo- this week on the podcast, I already said the name, but uh, sure, we're watching Shane Black's The Predator. It's the best of the worst. So one thing I was saying to you before we started recording was about like things, you know, why this movie can't succeed. A movie like this can't succeed. And we're talking about how the niche audience. The Nick audience? The Nick audience. Interesting. The the niche audience that Predator has. Well, it's like a known thing. I think the fans of Predator is not as mainstream as I guess some people would think it would be. Since most people know Predator, but being a fan of Predator. Predator, I think, is a different... Those are two different ballparks. And I think the people who are fans, their expectations are just far too high. Most people who are fans of Predator, it was imprinted upon them when they were young children, when the world was magical. (laughs) That magic you'll never be able to recreate And then you have comics and things like that that expand in a different way. Also worth addressing... Predator has Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. He's not a nobody. Right. Neither is Jesse Ventura. Like then, especially. Yeah. And at Carl Weathers. Everybody. That movie's crammed. Yeah. It's a, and it's a, it's still like a movie most people know. And I think it just has like, it's got like a cult status almost. Because, while it is a big movie, it has like this cult status because... Most people just know like the one-liners from it and know what the predator looks like. Right. Then I feel like a lot of people probably even just haven't. I don't know. It's there, but it's like it's referenced all over the place. Get to the chopper, right? It's even the most. There was this episode of Rick and Morty this season where they were like putting together like a team of people to like do a heist thing. Sure. And everybody they were going to, they'd be like. Rick Sanchez, you son of a bitch, and like a high five. It was like a whole right, of course. Yeah, it was like I, it was like a theme throughout the whole episode where everybody just kept doing this "you son of a bitch" thing. Yeah, and it was hilarious, but it's like a good reference to Predator. And then, but I feel like after the first Predator, most people have pretty much given up. Well, because also the first Predator isn't complicated. No, the whole point is this is a whole new thing, and isn't this fucking crazy? It's the Predator. Yeah, the concept is proof. So then, like, once this concept exists, what do you do with it? Oh, you take it to 1997, futuristic gang New York. I mean, sorry, Los Angeles. Gang warfare in Los Angeles. With voodoo. Like, where are we going? What a jump. So, I mean, that alone. And then once you establish that, it's just, like, open season. Yeah, it is a big jump. 
But I like Predator 2. Of course, because you're part of that niche audience. But there's a lot of people that, after Predator, were like, you know, they don't like Predator 2. It's like the people that don't like Ghostbusters 2. They're also the same people who don't like any Transformers after, like, season one of the original show. Right. Season three is too I much. I think the Ghostbusters example might be a little bit more absurd because I feel like there's probably more people that don't like Predator 2 than don't like Ghostbusters 2. I'm sure there's a, quite a few of these overlapping Venn diagrams for these same people. Right. Yeah. Predator 2 is honestly, I like Predator 2, I think. But after that, yeah. After Predator 2, what is there after that? The next Predator movie is Alien vs. Predator. And it's not good. And then Alien vs. Predator 2. And it's not really that good. But they both had so much potential. They right. They they and again though, that's another thing where like Freddy vs. Jason was a thing at the time. You have Alien vs. Predator. Because well, it's, right the, around it's the easy go to. And everybody like is on board. Like the first the Alien vs. Predator Well not everybody. That's again like a niche thing though. People no, everybody was on board for Alien vs. Predator. And I then know, I worked at the movie theater when that came out and it was well, not sure. It wasn't like Freddy vs. Jason was like packed like every night of the week. Yeah, because <laughs> dream demons and serial killers are more believable than xenomorphs and space yeah. hunters. But I think even with Alien, it took some time for Prometheus did well and Alien Covenant I think did pretty well. But I think it took some time away from things to be like after Alien Resurrection, people are just like. How many alien movies? It's like it's like weird how like some movies can have like eight movies and be fine. I don't know, name one. Star Wars. I don't think Harry, that's fine. Harry, I mean, I think people bitch about all these things. Right. I mean, be fine as in like they make lots of money. Okay, sure. Like people still go see them. Sure. Is what I mean by they're Got fine. It. Harry Potter. I guess people were always on board because it's like has to finish out a book thing, but still they could have failed at some point in time and they just never would have well, made the rest of the books and had to I restart. Mean, you could even argue until the last night, and then Bumblebee did fine, did good. So like, but those are ones that make money get bitched about, right? I mean, that's that's a right, but it's like sore spot. It's like sometimes after so many sequels, people do start to get that like fatigue. They do. And Alien, while there were only four at the time, it's like people are probably like, okay, Alien vs Predator, what's this stupid? Like there are even with Freddy vs Jason, people are like, that's what's that stupid crap. So it's like it do, it gets like the audience it wants, but it yeah. doesn't get that big enough thing to like keep moving forward. Uh, and I think after Alien vs Predator, two of them that which are not good. So that's the last two Predator movies you had out, and then you had Predators. Great. Uh, I think it's an okay movie. I was pretty bored. There's a see. There's one thing unlike this movie. This movie, I'm not bored. I'm never bored. Right. And in that movie, there's a big chunk in the middle where I'm like, Snoozeville. Yeah, I wasn't. I was involved. And. I'll always defend Predators. I think that has some good ideas. I love Predator Planet, that stuff, all that, whatever. Uh, I just think there's some boring parts to it. Well, I figured it was a good introduction to that world, which again, will never be addressed ever again. Right. And uh, so, but then coming into this, I uh, think they had a lot of. One, you're making a... I don't know if it was Predators was rated R, right? Or was it PG-13? I think it was rated R. So, like, you're getting on board. like, But this one, though, is, like, really going the R. It's really pushing the R. Like, right? Lots of swearing. Lots of blood. Right. It's very much in the vein of, like, what people... What you think... What you would think people want out of a Predator movie. Right? Right. It's, like, the blood, 
the swearing, the over-the-top. Because that's pre the original Predator is. There's blood, there's swearing, there's o it's over-the-top. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's out of control. None yeah. of his movies are like serious. You know what I mean? How many movies? I can think of one movie off the top of my head that's an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Other than the ones he's done recently. There's like that one where his like family dies and that like plane crash. All right, what's the which one? Uh, the only one that I can think of during that like peak and even towards the end time was a collateral damage. And that was like getting into, because there were like some political things in sure. there as far as like what countries they were dealing with or whatever. I was going to say twins. Twins. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought you were going to say. But uh, for the most part, like his movies are just absurd. Right? He yeah. made a movie where he's pregnant. That was the th my third choice. <laughs> so it's like, it's Predator is over the top and absurd. And I think that this movie, what this movie feels like to me when 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 I'm watching it, this movie feels like a movie that came out of like the late 80s, early 90s. There's so many parts in it that feel very 90s-esque. Just the, like the action, the like the dialogue, the the pacing. The attention to characters. The, the attention to characters. And even you, they might do some ridiculous things as just being humans, but it's okay because it's a, it's a, it's a fucking sci-fi movie. What's my complaint all the time? These movies are going to make you spend time with humans you don't care about or find entertaining. Right. They're at least, they, they knock off entertaining for me. Oh yeah, definitely. And then, and then like halfway through I realized, oh, as I started to almost get kind of attached to these guys, it's like, oh, watch them. Like, they're all going to die. So I guess I cut myself off. Right. Because I was like, ah. Yeah, I mean it's gonna right. It's inevitable for but for, you kind of don't want them to die. Yeah, you don't. It's it's you're you're bummed when they die. Right. And that's a good thing though. It, it almost right. honestly, this movie builds characters better than the original Predator. Yeah, it does. Because in the original one, while those characters are cool, yes, you really don't get to know them at all. They're just soldiers. Well, they're all individual badasses in their own way. Right. Right. They have unique traits. But you don't really know anything about them. I mean, we barely know things about these guys too, though. Just to play devil's advocate. Yeah, but their character, their character, like let's say, like I'm just gonna because we're talking '80s. Let's say, you know, Transformers. Many people remember Soundwave. He's barely anybody. He has a cool voice. He shoots tapes out. Guess what? That's Soundwave. Now you know him. Right. This guy has Tourette's and swears. This guy tells funny jokes. Oh, now you know him. Right. I think maybe what I'm trying to get at is you get a you get a little bit more backstory. It's not much. You get a little bit more than the original Predator. You get some backstory. Well, Trigger, you don't know any of those guys' histories. Right, you don't know any of their histories. No. And they and while the guys in Predator are great in the first one, this one they they kind of have a little bit more personality. They're not just like they're not like big bustle bound soldiers. No, the these guys have a little bit like quirk to them, where where the entertainment value, like you're saying, kind of gets you reeled into to them as a group. It's like, okay, I'm I'm on board with these guys. But that's also I don't know why more more just movies in general don't. Well, I mean, lots of I mean, good movies do that because they have full characters that are well rounded out and that you actually pay attention to. But for these quick little short stories, because the thing it was, yeah. Um, I think Stephen King said like movies are like short stories, right? Right. Like TV is what he gets what gets him jacked because they can actually stretch things out. Right. So as far as these little short stories, you want to hit people quick, hit them fast, and like give them a reason to pay attention. And if it's going to be a movie where the predator is eventually going to murder everyone, well, these little little jokey moments. I mean, people gravitate toward people in real life that are kind of funny, quirky. In, just imagine people you meet in real life. You don't know their whole fucking history right away, but like they get your attention. Oh, I kind of like this guy. He's you know he's this or he's that. So like with movies, it's the same way. And these guys, 
do that enough to carry you through the whole movie. By the time they're getting slaughtered, you're like, oh, shit. All right. Right, and they make it, most of them make it the whole movie. Yeah, Until the very end, which is like, you would think maybe a couple of them might get picked off here and there, and then by right. You know, by the end, then they last. Gonna... They last until the big. They get you to where you need to be taken, and then it's like now they gotta right. go. So, but yeah, it's un- it's unfortunate that the I think that this movie did not make enough money. It made enough money worldwide. Um, it's, yeah, so there'll be another one two to three years. Um, but I, I think its total box office worldwide was 160 million. So it doubled its money. I mean, it's cool. Essentially, but I just don't know if that's enough to... No, it's enough to justify... Keep it moving here in the States, which is... Well, it's enough to justify someone making another Predator movie, but like, well, it's a franchise, but we're going to ignore everything else that just came before. Yeah. And I and I think this time, I, I just... They tried to get people in by being like, okay, here is... Um, you know, like we got Shane Black yes. doing it this time. He was Which in made... the original Predator. Mm-hmm. He wrote some of like everybody's favorite movies from the eighties. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's had a current run of like movies with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang mm-hmm. and then Iron Man Three. Mm-hmm. So it's like he, which is... is quite old at this point, right? Uh, well, they had yeah Iron Man Three and the Nice Guys was a pretty pretty. I don't think it was like a major hit, but it's a, that's a fantastic movie, and. Uh, but still, I think he's had some more relevant movies as well, and I just think like uh, it was just I don't know, I just don't. And then there, it's just like I don't know. I that that had me hooked when I was like, oh, Shane Black's involved. Like I love Shane Black, and he was in the original Predator, and so there's a link there, and he's familiar with the source material, and and I think he linked it well. It's like here. Mention the years the other movies took place, and mention that the that there's this whole group of people that have been looking into this shit since then. Yeah, it makes Boom. sense. There's a whole organization. Boom, connected. Project Easy. Stargazer is the whole thing. Easy. Now you have that thing set up where our main where McKenna's in charge now. He's doing a whole thing. Just jumped at the end of the movie. Nobody has no idea what I mean back there, but the point is, there's still an organization that exists, and you can do stuff with it. Yeah, and then uh, and then the only other thing I could think of behind beyond this movie not doing well, uh, just like well, critics obviously people are just gonna be like, you know, the the characters are too silly and it's a strange and poor choices and uh, you know. I mean, I would love for there to be a three-hour Netflix special called you... The Predator that's as long as The Irishman. Right. And it makes you feel meh. I still remember seeing that in some a lot of things. It made you feel meh at the like. I could see the only thing, the one thing I could see of some people being at the end of the movie, the end of the movie being like, maybe it's a little too much for some people. It's what? What's what's silly? What's silly about the end of the movie? Just like where the predator suit, and then the guy's like, "That's my. This is my new suit." And what's like, wrong with that? I don't. I have any problems with it. I think it's a great ending. I think another thing too is like after right after it came out, or maybe it was even the week, right before, there was the whole thing about how they were gonna have this ending that had Arnold Schwarzenegger do a cameo in it. It makes sense. He probably would have. I have expected him just to pop out of the thing. And then they they decided to go against that. But that clearly is like set up to be him. That's so, how I felt while watching it. Yeah. So like, they like decided against that 
ending, but then it came out that they were going to do it, so then people were like, well, they should have done it. And it would have like, been cool. It felt yeah. like that's who should have came out. It would have been neat. That a predator... And then, then you just had, like, what the fuck is Dutch been doing? Right. He's been on Predator World. And, <laughs> and then Dutch could have been on Predator World. He could have been leading a band of humans against the Predators because it would have taken him. You know they want to take him to a planet and have fun with him. And uh, But anyways, what I was getting into was yes. that there was a little bit of controversy revolving around this movie. Why? Uh, so Shane Black had hired his longtime friend, this guy Steve Wilder, uh, for minor, for a very minor role in the movie. Okay. Um, but then all of a sudden it came out that this guy was like a registered felony sex offender. That's not good. And he had pled guilty to some shit with like a 14-year-old girl. And that nobody knew. Nobody had any idea? It wasn't paid attention to, I guess. And then like a few days before... They went to go make the movie. They're like, no. Uh, Olivia Munn became aware and was like... Hey, guys. Um, ins- insisted that the, his his scene be removed. Right. Uh, which they did. Um, basically, Shane Black came out and like issued an apology and everything about it and was like... She was like, I, you know, I just was casting a friend and didn't... This stuff and whatever, uh, you know, and it was like... It was like a whole thing where they were like Fox had to issue a statement where they were unaware and they confirmed that Shane Black did cut the scene from the movie. Well, they never made it to and, my radar. And then right, but it was a thing. It was a thing that was out there. So, um, pretty much no. It was like Olivia Munn and Sterling K. Brown, who's the the guy, the black dude, who's like the main kind yes. of bad, human bad guy. Yes, they kind of had tweeted out about it, I guess. Just saying, like, we don't support whatever. And, but it was, I think, I don't know. People were just like, I don't know. I don't know. It was that. And then the, it was, there was that, but it was, it was a blip, right? It was a blip. It happened. They got rid of the scene. They did it. They were like, ah, oh, we didn't, this guy, we didn't. You I'll know believe I mean? you. I have no opinions because it never made it to my radar. This right. But that, that's, that's how I remember the situation. Okay. But like, it didn't. Everybody else, it wasn't like Olivia Munn or anybody else was like, I don't want to cut all my scenes, you know what I mean? They were all still like, fine, we made a movie. They all promoted the movie, did all yeah, sorts of stuff it. for the movie. Right. Um, I, I listened to a few podcasts, I think one with her and one with maybe Shane Black at the time. And I was like, wow, like even she was like really on board with everything. And that was after the controversy stuff. Yeah, Because it was a blip, right? So she's like, they took it out, we're moving forward. And... And then, um, but the, and then the only other thing I remember hearing, and it was a very small niche, just like the audience for the movie, but a niche amount of people that were like, they're treating autistic people wrong. I mean, well, there's a lot of, there's that and the Tourette's part of this problem, which I mean, that would stand out to be an ableist type of thing. So like, yeah, uh, here's a, I found a line here. It says, this was a review from the New York post. But worse is a plotline involving autism and a dubious scientific theory that will leave parents fuming. Man, people are just writing things for clicks. Maybe the worst thing I've seen in a film this year. What? Um, since, which was basically scolding the filmmakers for the depiction of mental illness. When they basically it's the idea that like autism is like real equals really smart. But I mean, but that was they mentioned something about that, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. In the movie, but they weren't like, oh, like all, like I mean, autism they, is great. I mean, they were all you know in, mean? that's like, the whole reason the predator takes him is because he's a super child. Right. I mean, that's a very important but, plot point. But they weren't like saying like, you know, like they want kids to have autism. No, but, and he didn't that have. That wasn't this, like a thing. He And he had more, they were saying he more had like Asperger's. Right. Which, Which the is spectrum. on the spectrum, autism, but I mean, right. whatever. But I mean. But again, very small niche group amount of <laughs> uh, one person for clicks, and then they get people riled up. That's the up. whole internet. That's the whole, right. that's whole reviewing culture. And I hate, I don't even know why. It's very frustrating. So it's it's unfortunate that reviews, and then I don't know what else took this movie to not do so well in the States, and it ended up making its money worldwide, and sometimes that helps, but. I just, yeah, like you said, there's not going to be another one, and and it kind of sucks, because I, I like this movie. I think it's a good Predator movie. I feel like it took a while to get, like, a this kind of Predator movie. And they did something, and they did something different. They didn't rehash. No, they didn't. It's completely, it's... It's yeah. its own thing. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, there's multiple Predators, there's... Yeah, give me more of this Predator Civil War shit. Right. The ones who want to save humanity this from the predators. This guy was a traitor, and there's, right. there's a lot that they could have built on. And then even the end, they have the suit. Obviously, that means more things are happening. Yeah. There's probably more... Tra- you could have the team... Whatever, they set up a good thing at the end. The planet is warming, and they live in hot climates. They want this for themselves. You could have predator war. Mm-hmm. It could. There's a lot of the. There's a lot of opportunities here. Also, to keep moving forward. With pred- this. Predators are super cool, but there's a whole fucking galaxy out there. You mean to tell me the predators just run roughshod over the whole galaxy? No. You know there's other aliens out there. What about these? You know there's another some galactic council. There always is. So what else right. is going out there? Right. Um. I don't know if you noticed while watching the movie, but. The one scientist in the lab was played by Jake Busey. Of course. Whose dad was in Predator 2. Of course. And their character last names are the same. Yeah, so they're related. Right? Makes sense. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, he could play his dad in any flashback. They look so much the same. Especially more so now that Jake has gotten older. Uh He definitely has started to look like his dad. Like, he always kind of did. But when he was younger, he kind of just had his own. Because he's a younger guy. Well, then also he he was like the product of like being in movies in like the late '90s, early 2000s. So he always had like crazy spiky hair and like whatever. And uh, but yeah, I thought that was a neat thing that they did. Like, there's a Predator Two reference that we don't even need. You know what I mean? Like the one that most people don't even. Yeah, it's a family. It's a family business. But yeah, I like that they you know threw that in there, and. but and I, I, I and I don't think the uh, you were mentioning the Tourette's thing. Nobody really attacked that too much, because I remember seeing. I think Shane Black talked about it. He must have been on Rogan or something when the movie came out. And, oh boy. Um, that he has like a small form of Tourette's. Yeah, so like he's like I got this, and that's why he like wrote that character. In Makes there. sense. By the way, speaking of Joe Rogan, you know what Joe Rogan absolutely loved. And I forgot to bring this up last week. What? Joe Rogan fucking was obsessed with Alien Covenant. When it came out, I think like, I remember. I think I skipped ta- some of those. He still ke- talks about it, like until now. Like if somebody brings up Alien, he'll be like, "That last one, Alien Covenant, whatever." Yeah, he was like super big on Alien Covenant. I would. I mean, I guess I have to look up those thoughts. <laughs> what? Yeah, Joe. Uh, yeah, he was super big on, on that. Um, it would have been cool if there would have been like a little nod just to Shane Black's Hawkins character. 
I mean, he could have. It would just been neat. Like, obviously, he died in the movie, so there isn't. He doesn't live, no. but like some sort of little, or even like a Dutch reference, I guess, would have been nice. But I don't. As much as I would have loved Arnold showing up at the end, I don't need that. And I think that, and I, and I think that that this movie proves that you don't need it. This Does movie's it? this movie's good enough that you don't need that. Right, but who came to see it? Right. You need the governor. Right, but but the people who came to see it. Came, probably went to see Alien vs. Predator. And I'm they sure. knew they weren't getting Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. No. I, I, I almost wish when there's, like, things that could have happened in a movie, like, can we just, like, not tell anybody about that? No, boo. <laughs> you can't deny people the truth. What kind of world do you want to live in? What could have been? I mean, like, Those are some like, of the funnest oh, well, discussions. This is a movie we could have had? I'm not seeing that. Yeah. And instead, like, just let people go see a movie and, like... But you know what? There, anybody involved in the movie, whether it was from producer to director to writer to whatever, were probably getting grilled about like, why didn't you have, you know, Arnold or why, you know? Well, yeah, because that's he helped put Predator on the map. He and, did put and, Predator on um, the map. Actually, I was reading real quick right here. Uh, it was Arnold that turned down the opportunity. Makes sense. So they had the scene. They had. The yeah, he was popping out of there. He was popping out of that thing. At the end. And they're like, well, yeah. can of Arnold, let's have a giant predator suit. And it's still cool. It's not not cool. And I'm all on board. I thought that guy who's the main guy, McKenna, I thought he was great in this movie. Yeah, but they're never going to get to see. And like, I kind of feel bad for him because I was like, does this like ruin that guy's career? No. He's fine. He's yeah, I'm sure. But roles. he's in Logan and he was cool on that. He doesn't yeah. have a giant role, but he was cool on that. But, um. Yeah. It's cool. And you could have even tied in Predators to this. You could have... It still exists. I mean... Right. I mean, if you want to throw in, like, Adrian Brody or something like that. Well, there are... There, well, he would not be getting off Predator World. He's there to the day he <laughs> dies. But, I mean, they already established the fact that they're stealing our best people. Where do you think they're taking them? Right. And then the ones that survive there are the best of the best. I mean, that's where the... In my head, that's where I put them immediately. That's where they're taking him. And all the maniacs they threw on Predator World, you throw this kid with his, you know, on the spectrum and he gets to survive in the jungle. Like, good luck, kid. <laughs> but there's also super predators now, even more super than the ones that were in Predators. Oh, yeah, this one. The, the one in this one that's like the, gi- I don't even know what you want to call them, gi- ginormous predator, yeah. super evolved. Predmax. Predmax. Uh, yeah, that guy, that one is. Predatron. Predatron, he's out of control. Speaking of Trons, uh, I did not realize that that guy who was the postal worker was, uh, I just don't know who, what he lo- really looks like, Gary Chalk, though. Yeah, Gary Chalk rules. Who he's, was Optimus Primal. He's my guy. But in the uh, original Predator, uh, Peter Cullen does the voice. Of who? Of the Predator. What? Yep. Get out of town. So there's your like, kind of little weird Transformer connection there. Peter Cullen did the voice of the Predator. Mm-hmm. His little clicks and claws. Mm-hmm. What? Yar, wow. I'm going to call you Donald Trump. This is fake news. <laughs> no, it's real. This is a lie town. This is real. Show me that credit. Um, okay. Well, this is Peter Cullen, the, origi- the avo- original voice of Optimus Prime. He led the voice of the Predator. I don't know if it will be... Uh, it should be a credit, right? Or uncredited, maybe? For voice? Yeah, Peter Cullen. Uncredited. The voice of the Predator. What? 
Oh my god. Predatron. I mean, is it, it's not that crazy. The guy Absolutely is Absolutely like, not. He, while he does, like, a lot of, like, voices straight up, he's also good at doing, like, weird, silly, weird noises and things like that. Yeah, of course. And also just playing one of the most depressing characters of all time, Eeyore. Right. Nails it. Eeyore rules. I heard a story... I don't know. This is unrelated. It's related I don't know to Eeyore. where this is going. Um, about from, poor it was Eeyore. on another podcast about somebody who, uh, when they were there, uh, when nine eleven happened, what they were working at Disney World. Are you talking about here? And they were dressed as Eeyore. Okay. So and he cheered. No, <laughs> they didn't cheer. I'd say what the fuck. They were so the people who were the cast people when they go like to the back areas or whatever. You know, they go and they're like watching TV and they're seeing right. all this stuff happen. But people in the parks. Right. Because like cell phones weren't as big. And yeah, no, big, they weren't. People were, didn't know no, that this was no, happening. No idea. Until it kind of started to spread. So right. he had told a few people, like people had asked what was going on. So as Eeyore, he had to tell a few people. That the towers have yeah, been hit? Dressed as one of the most depressing characters of all time. Hey guys, this is the day democracy took a nose. Oh no, I won't say that. That's rude. <laughs> Democracy took a nosedive. But, like... Jesus yeah. Christ. So that, was that, that was that guy's experience uh, 9-11. Like, that's how he remembers it. I was dressed as Eeyore at Disney World and had to tell tourists. Boom. <laughs> it's a really insane... Well... <laughs> yeah, it's just that, like... Oh, hurry. Just that, like, it's a real, oh like, bummer well. boy. Like... Obviously, he wasn't doing that voice, but still, like, that's the image you're seeing of this sad character, and this that's who's telling you. Did you hear? I mean, imagine the people that you were, that's yours, that you're on the other side of that story. ER, cheer up! I can't. <laughs> the towers fell. I mean, but imagine you're on the other side that's of that story. That's horrifying for that, everyone that, involved. That your memory is that you were told by, how did you find out about 9-11? Oh, Eeyore, <laughs> Disney World told me. <laughs> people have that memory. Oh my gosh, how horrifying for everyone involved. Right, indeed. Uh, you know what else was horrifying for everybody involved? I don't um, know, anything, Anybody who had to see any of the uh, insane violence that was in this movie that wreaked havoc from the, the Predator. That Predator went on a, a fucking killing spree. I'd Both hate to, Predators. That, and that Predator wanted to save humanity. Yeah. What happens when they wanted to... <laughs> like, <laughs> what? He was a good guy. Yeah, but he was also by people trying to trap him and keep him and... You know, he's trying to do what he needed to do. Well, he was he was kidnapped. He's like right. he doesn't understand. Yeah. So he, but that massacre scene in the kind of in the start of the movie, yeah, it kind good. of like ramps it up. It's real good. Man, it just like really ramps it up. But also, there's, a, there's so much blood. But like all he does movie. is hit people with his hand and kills them. But then McKenna and um, what was what was Moon's character? What was her name? Uh, her character's name was... I saw it in the name, Dr. Casey Brackett. Casey, okay, good. But, like, how many times does Pred Max whip them around when he could have killed them in one swipe? Just, like, one hit? Like, a few times I get it, but he just keeps throwing them. Come on, man. Yeah. You gotta rip them in half and you're done. Right. Game over here. He sma- He ripped the, that one Predator's head off. The, right. The main one. Right. Which I remember the first time I saw that, I was taken aback by like, seeing Jesus. that Predator die because I didn't expect. Yeah, you thought it'd be a cool dude. You yeah, I thought to he was going to be around for a bit. Right. So, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa. I thought there's other escape pods fly off the ship in the beginning, but clearly I was wrong. It looks like other things shoot off, but it's going through the atmosphere. What do you do? Because I was hoping to see, like, oh, there's crews here. 
Yeah. The, the, reg- the renegade predators, but no. Well, they did say it when other things fell off. One of them were the, were the pod with the predator suit. Right. So we don't know. Maybe there were other other people aboard that ship, other traders. I mean, I would... You'd think so, right? But... I'm used to seeing also also Alien Covenant where there's a bunch of crew member in the back and one guy's flying the fucking thing. <laughs> so, like, they could all be in their little stasis. Yeah, they could stasis. all be just hanging out or stasis right. or doing other things around the ship or something like that. Uh, I did appreciate, though, that while there was a obviously a good chunk of CG in it, though, that they did do, a, like, the, the, the when there was the main Predator for a yeah, while. Right. It was a guy in a suit. Yeah. Uh, and then even some of the scenes where it's the... Pred Max, when it was like just his head sometimes it'd glad be like the glad thing. Glad we're calling him that now. Or like it, when it was like a shoulder up, they kind of had, obviously most, of the, for the most part, they're sure. CG. Because he's too massive. You can't, there's not a guy that's that tall to be that character or somebody on stilts or something like that or whatever. But they, I think, but I did appreciate that they had a good chunk of, of uh, and they, even the guy though that they had play the Predator was a, like a seven foot tall dude. Right. Because that Predator, the regular Predator is tall. very huge. So then they have large. like this Predmax, whatever right. you want to call it. Yeah, that's what and, we're doing. Uh, there has to be like a legitimate name that they called it. Oh, I'm sure it's broken out by category and his home planet and his his home city and who he played for in high school. <laughs> his home city. I'm sure somebody broke that down. Then what about this guy? Let's see. What are Gir- they, what are Gir- they calling it? Giraknock the. Uh, Giraknock the massive yatja. I don't know what they were calling it. There's no name. Probably just like Super Predator. Yeah, that's probably right. Look up, yeah, look up the toy. They'll call, that'll call it a name. That's when you can find that shit out when they have to name a toy something. I mean, you just go to images. This is him. This is a NECA toy. Yeah, so good. What do they call him? Deluxe Assassin Predator. <laughs> well, I assume the Deluxe is the toy part, so he's an Assassin Predator. Right. Which is fine, because they kept calling him a hunter in the movie. Well, so. that's good, too. Predators, no, these are hunters. I know, I know, that's what I said. And there's the Fugitive Predator, and there's the Assassin Predator. That's fair. What I call him? Pred Max. No, before I named him. <laughs> Groktok, or whatever I call it. Gornick. Gornick Groktok from Zaknu Zolak. Who knows what they're... Well, at least we get to see some translation for their for their language in this one. It's good stuff. Yeah. But uh, what you're talking about, the just like the goriness of this, though. When when people do get like cut up and yeah, ripped they're, apart, they're though, done. like heads ripped off. Yeah, they're done. Uh, even when they get... When, they, when he like punches them and they go against the wall, just like their back splattered and things like that. And just like blood, and, and that's guts what I mean. And... He's so strong. So when Casey and McKenna are getting whipped around with this giant killer thing, like they just like, oh, he hits her. Her head should have flown off. Yeah, like they're that strong. He's he, well. He, the one time he did, did he hit her? Or she he flung her off his head. So. He flung her, but they throw and they pit and they swat. Yeah. and it's like the swat would break her jaw. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, a... if you establish this, if I had one complaint, yeah. it's like. And that's my complaint when it ever comes down to basically a final battle with any boss. This guy's been weighing lace to... Yeah. Yeah. Lay... He's been weighing... He's been destroying, massacring everyone around. Right. Laying waste is what the yes. term I wanted to say. Yes. So, but then it comes to the final battle, 
I'll toss you here, throw you here. Like, you could kill him right now. Yeah. Boom, you're dead. Boom, you're dead. Now I'm, now I'm done, I win. <laughs> Instead, I'm a limbless mess who was shot in the head a million times. <laughs> I've never seen somebody slide down a force field before. I've never inter. I've never seen anyone deal with a force field in that manner before. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And it's losing legs and stuff. That's some of the guys' creative ideas. That's where yeah. that comes from. Yeah, I like that. The cool. It was cool. The force field. And then you had the them inside the force yeah, field. So you, and then they had the one character in Nebraska outside the force field, uh-huh. and he's like, "I guess I'm screwed because this ship is just flying yeah. and I can't stay on it with this force what field." What if the other guy lived with his legs cut off? I mean. Plants in a tree, you might not die. True. No one finds them will bleed out. <laughs> right. Which is probably what happened. <sighs> so Sucks. it's unfortunate that the crew nettles, nettles and uh, uh, Thomas Jane, I don't know what was his character. What was his character? The Tourette's guy. Yeah, I don't know his I name. don't know his character, but he got this jab to the heart. Right. And then uh Keegan Michael Key's character got just his guts ripped out. Right. I mean they had good they, they had this good death. killed each other. Right. That with you know that was a good a good moment for the but like that's what I mean like they even I know that that's what building. I mean right. They even had the scene where they're at the barn where they like you know oh they were like this thing together and you know and yeah it does out. all it needs to do it's and he knows how to Shane Black knows how to and make it an only action slows movie. down for like small portions it's not like, even slow they're at the house and here's a little bit of explanation okay and now we're going back yeah because you have and to then, breathe like, here's the barn let's okay we're here for a little bit now we're going back. And I love when McKenna's wife got the, the listing of all his credentials and she throws it out there. Yeah. It's great. Perfect. Yeah, because he just gets in there and, yeah, because, like, he might not be the best person to be married to, but she knows he's a badass. Right. So it's like, all right. And I thought the kid was great when he, I thought that was hilarious when he's running, dressed up for Halloween with the Predator mask on. Right. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like he blows up that house. He murders a man. <laughs> well, the mask did. He didn't have control over it. it. Just a defense mechanism. He lied. He killed him. <laughs> it read his mind. Yeah, he killed him. He really wanted to blow those two bullies. Right, and he would have too. <laughs> if the mask didn't fly off. You if see, he didn't go flying. See, he, he, he's a little boy. That an explosion happened behind. His body just goes flailing. And I mean, it's not like it latches onto his whole head like a predator. You know how loud that missile, those lasers coming out of his fucking head? <laughs> Can he even hear? Right. Well, he already heard. He had issues with his ears. So. But he, but even that's a character moment. He's dealing with bullies in the beginning. They kind of tease him a little bit. And then he that whole, that gets a redemption arc because he shows him that, like, he gets to one-up the bullies. I mean, it's simple, yeah. not complicated, but there it is. And then he blows up that bully stoner guy who was living in the house and not giving kids candy on Halloween. Yeah, and probably tell other people who were just there hanging <laughs> out. That was such a big explosion. <laughs> Everyone died. Uh, I guess if we were talking about like the, some of the CG and non-CG in this movie, if I did have one complaint about the movie, it's the CG on the dogs is not great. It's not horrible. Dude, it's, it's fine. fine. What are you going to do? What do you want here? But it's just like that, that could have been. The movie didn't, didn't make billions of dollars. No. And didn't, didn't cost that much to make. No, it it was fine. It's fine. Like I, said, I wish the Predator dogs... Look up the Predator dogs from Predators. You remember what those guys looked like? I wish they were those guys to keep some synergy going on. But then again, he's an assassin. He's not quite the same as those guys. Right. Those are like hunting dogs. Look at those guys, yeah, man. Yeah, I remember these. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. They're scary. Hellhound. Click, click one. Predator dog. Click it. I want to see him. Yeah, man. Well, that's someone from this movie. Oh, well, I mean, they're cool, too. People aren't happy about Predator dogs. They're hunters, man. What do you want? There's different breeds of predator dogs, too. 
Yeah, and like I don't have a problem that the predator dogs have a similar head and face to the predator. They're from the same planet. They're from the same planet, and like they're talking about in the movie about all the different breeding and different they could have things and everything. Those could have the DNA of the dogs from predators and be mixed with these fuckers, right? Like if an actual predator. If they're up there pl- being their own Davids, that's what the that's what the other predators right. are doing. They're just being Davids, <laughs> right? Playing with things and je- when we saw that little flashback in the. In the helmet. Well, they said you see them. They're they're all huddled around and they're injecting that predator with well, hu- human, human DNA. DNA. He, that guy had human DNA in his body. He was one of us. Yeah. I don't know when you look like a predator. Like, ah, let's get more human in there. I don't know what you're doing here. But, <laughs> like, what was that? You know what I mean? Like, who is that specific human? Yeah. Who was uh, that? They were splicing DNA with, or yeah, because you just don't inject DNA to someone. It gives them powers. Stephen Hawking. Or it doesn't something? make sense. Yeah. Who's what? Because they're finding all these smart, you know, they're trying to find the top people, smart uh, intelligence and things like that. I mean, that's what that's what the predator world from predators could just be. Yeah. Right. Like, and then like those guys could even die. You can still harvest their DNA and stuff after you kill them or whatever. Yeah. And I like that they did the thing with like, oh, hey, they're ta- they're taking the DNA and stuff from the spines. Because a predator, they always you know have the spine and everything like spines. that. And I there were, I there's a uh, when I was scrolling through before there was a good tweet that was from Shane Black when the before the movie came out regarding spines, um, because people were like super worried the movie's going to be PG thirteen. He's like, see, you'll see some spines. And he tweeted tweeted out like, and just to be clear, PG PG thirteen is for pussies. Spines bleed a lot. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he was having fun. Right. What a great yeah. time. It's a yeah, good time. Yeah, he's having fun doing, going back to a franchise that he he was not in too many movies. Right. And he's a franchise that kind of, you know. But it so. is a good movie, so I don't know anybody who doesn't want to give it a chance. Very, it's very bizarre to me because it's a good movie. It doesn't It's not boring. It doesn't slow you down. I do love Predators a lot, but this movie just kept going, and everybody was a character, and they had little character interactions. It wasn't... It's what I wish every movie, every horror movie where people are going to get massacred in the end. Just give me, like, that's the bare minimum. Give me yeah. that. Yeah. Just that. All the slasher, whatever, bullshit creature feature, whatever. You know, they. it's like, it's, sometimes it's like, well, that's one of those where it's just like, well, we could have cut this part out and cut this part out. Honestly, there's there's nothing I would have cut out of this movie. None. It's it flows well. Everything matters. That's why it makes me wonder what they did cut out because you know they just you know there was some kind of they had to be some kind of helicopter adventure. Like yeah. wasn't that one we saw like Lynch's heist where they because they guys run off they come up with a helicopter you know they yeah. probably filmed them taking it yeah so well, I guess it's one little filler thing you don't necessarily right need. just like, it's kind of funnier that they just come back with this helicopter which is and pro- it's like this news weather one well that was probably the decision like oh, this is better and it says like the gals whatever yeah, something just, the gals on it or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, but, you know, some people didn't like this movie, obviously. Uh, and here we go. Here's one from IMDb. Oh, my God. One out of ten stars. Oh, boy. Worst film I have ever witnessed in my life. See more movies, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Shane Black. Thank you. Shane Black has single-handedly destroyed a franchise. Did he? I am not joking. This is the worst film I have ever witnessed in a cinema. I'm completely heartbroken and distraught. Spending $80 million <laughs> on this garbage... Where do I start? The lead female scientist becomes a super soldier and manages to keep pace with the with the predator, and even manages to run hundred, one thousand or thousands of miles in the jungle in ten minutes to save the day when the spaceship crash lands. Large predator comes to Earth to kidnap an autistic kid, and autistic kids can read alien language. What the fuck? <laughs> 
And he necessarily wasn't reading it. He was just messing with things. He was figuring it out. And as he was messing with things, he was seeing like, okay, this button did this, so this symbol means this. Right. It's he was learning. Just it. like right. learning the thing. Right. He wasn't like, oh, I can read this. I know how to do everything. If you notice, for a while there, he's literally just pressing buttons and fucking. With he's shit. just learning. Hence, he messes with that ship when it's trying to think. Uh-huh. He's just pressing buttons and a thing. Um, the good predator comes to give mankind a gift to help them, but instead kills anyone he sees. He only kills the people who are trying to kill him. Right. He's He can't communicate. He has to get out now because yeah. you don't understand. Yeah. The stupid predator dogs, which do nothing except eat bullets, and one of them becomes tamed after being shot and helps the good guys and saves the day by tossing a grenade out of his mouth near the end. The stupid cringy jokes, like the guy with Tourette's starts shoot, shouting sexual inappropriate remarks at the female scientists. It's so bad. The acting, dialogue, script, story, plot... It's just laughable. It's all over the place. Makes no sense. And the ending is the worst. I'm in shock. This is an insult to <laughs> filmmaking. And, this is an insult to filmmaking and mankind. I'm in shock. <laughs> yeah. What needs your space blanket? Your little tinfoil blanket to calm you down? You're in shock. And this. Well, I like this person. Trash. No storyline. Horrible CGI. Only memorable part is get to the choppers line as they discover just the right amount of bikes to escape on in the middle of some secret base with no other vehicles around. Figures. <laughs> oh my god. And uh, speaking of that scene, there was a few callbacks. Like there's like they get to the choppers and it's like the bikes. Yeah. And then she utters the line of. Uh, you're one beautiful motherfucker instead right. of you're one ugly motherfucker. So, right. you know, there's some callbacks there to the other movies. And the scientists that had all the artifacts from the times where the Predator's been here and right. left pieces behind. Yeah. And, you know, you don't think about that when Predator ends that, you know, Dutch is there, but probably a fucking team of people came to, sure. you know, <laughs> collect and dissect and I mean the predator co- comics deal with that very fact. Right. Those are great. If right. you want some expanded universe shit, those things are fantastic. Yeah. Cuz like Dutch's brother in the comic goes like to find his missing brother Dutch, but really Dutch I remember, Yeah, I remember reading about that. Dutch's Not, But yeah, Dutch's that. brother is just like Dutch basically, but like no, it's his brother, you know, cuz he has to find him. So like but he looks the same and he, he's basically that same exact character as he goes to hunt his brother and I want to I got to reread those. I lent one of those to a friend that I had at one time, and I'm real pissed I never got that one back. Oof. There's been a few moves. I would, I mean, I want it back. Right. And I've looked up how much it is. I could rebuy it. It's not a lot. One of the omnibuses I saw was like 25 bucks, but I already own it. Yeah, right. You don't need to rebuy it. But. You just need to be back from a. How would that be for a random text, though? I feel like that's something I should do. That's a right? good one. Like, Because I think I still have... A hey, one... I've been thinking... I, I was reminded the other day about this thing. No, even that's like... That's friend talk. Like, hey, can I have my Predator thing back? <laughs> Just straight up? Yeah. I still got your Batman comic. I think we did a trade. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's do a trade back. Can Wait. you mail it to me? Yeah, here's my address. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Well, uh, I'm, glad, I'm, glad to, I'm glad that you also enjoyed it. As much as I enjoyed the movie, because uh, when, yeah, when, when, I, when we saw it in theaters, I was I was I enjoyed it. It's uh, not it's not a not perfect film. Yeah, it's, I mean it's a good Predator movie. Like what do you like? And it's one of those things. Like, is it that hard to make a good Predator movie? And it it, it went through all the filters of like studio bullshit. And who knows what else got put it? So like, and it came out a good film. Right. So like, that's remarkable to me. Right. Yeah. 
it did all, yeah, it went through everything, and it came out a good movie, and, and it had a good team behind it, uh, with Shane Black and Frank uh, Decker, who did my fucking Monster Squad, man. Right. That did Monster Squad. He rules. Well, yeah, you can tell with the banter and the dialogue. Right? Yeah. Right. It's two it's, guys who wrote movies in the 80s that yeah. made this movie. And you could tell. But it, it feels like a movie but, that from the 80s and 90s. And this will just be kind of a hot take. Like, movies in the 80s and movies in the 90s, they were concerned about having at least, like, characters. Everybody was a character. Like, obviously, everything was over the top. Even sitcoms, over the top. But everybody was defined. Then over the course of since then, we've just kind of, like... I don't know. Like at some point, we decided we people had to be serious all the time, and I don't get it. Yeah, it's like you can only be over the top when you when you come out and just blatantly it, say it. Yeah, we're a comedy. Or like or like a, you you have to be like a machete type movie, right? You have to just be like Sharknado. Like, don't take me seriously. Yeah. We 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 know we're joking. We'll tell you it in the trailer. Uh huh. It can't just be like a fun, over the top, out of control action movie. And speaking of over-the-top, out-of-control action movies, I feel like it's... We've talked about it before. We'll have to spend a few bucks uh, to, what are to we rent doing? this. But I think we might as well just do it. Rambo, Last Blood. All right. Let's just rip the Band-Aid. Let's do it. We'll, we'll have to spend a few bucks to rent it, but it is what it is. It's strong opinions. Maybe I'll have. I, I don't know, but... It, we're on, we're on, we're you know we're on board right now for some over the top craziness and that's a over the top craziness. Is the next one going to be called like Rambo Blood again? <laughs> Blood again. Yeah. Rambo. Remember there was going to be that one where he was like basically like fighting a predator. Yeah, man, I still want it. <laughs> Why would you ever tease me with this, Sylvester Stallone? Why would you ever do that? I remember seeing this something not long ago about that where he's like, "Oh, I was t- I turned that into something else." Yeah, what? Where's that project? So it's like still something you must have made, but it's not Rambo. Where's that project? Why can't you have a Rambo versus the Predator? Yeah, why can't we have Rambo John versus Rambo versus the Predator? Come on, man! You thought Dutch was badass? Rambo versus a Predator? Put Rambo against five Predators. Just have you and Arnold are doing movies all the time together now. Just do Dutch and Rambo. These two guys, well, they sound like crazy people. <laughs> Dutch and Rambo. Yeah, why not? But you know what? We're going to do it. Rambo, Space Blood. We're doing Rambo Last Blood. Mm. Not Rambo spa- Space Blood, Spass Blood. Spass Blood. Um, Rambo Last Blood. Uh, it came out this I year. S- yeah. We Both of us n- have yet to see it, so it'll be a new experience for both of us on, on the Rambo front. Oh, John Jay. We'll, we'll, we'll fork over a few dial hairs to, to watch it. That John Jay. John Jay. All right. So yeah, next week on the podcast, you can rent it all over the fucking internet or buy it at the store or whatever. Rambo, Last Blood. So for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. You are him. I am him. And that is Nick. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. <laughs>